0: dhāta, which means heat, means intense heat. Data means wind, so sometimes there's intense wind. But if you bring the fan, then we can have some man-made wind, and you can get relief from the heat somewhat. You want to bring the fan? This is practical dhata The towns to tikshas for Bharata. We should tolerate. Here it comes. We won't tolerate. No practical bug work. Srila Prabhupada wrote in the Nectar of Devotion that he's using the dictaphone. He's using the dictaphone, and the person who designed it, the dictaphone, had no idea that by his making the dictaphone it would be used for Krishna's service but he's getting some benefit anyway because it's being used for Krishna's service. So, so the energy. person who designed this or the company that produced this fan had no idea they just did it for some profit motive but now that it's engaged in the service of all the devotees here, he's getting some uh, some kind of indirect benefit from doing this. <laughs> Pato, yasya a cut hit up with a shibu and Tamitam Smee. Shri Rupam, Sagraja, Dham, Sahavana Rakhna, Tan Sajivam, Sadvitam, Sadvitam, Parijana Sahitam, Krishna, Tifan, the Devam, Shivad, Fa, Krishna, uh, nowadays, I'm arranging this kind of camp where devotees can come together for Shravan and Kirtan several times in a year. When I say I arrange, that's uh, actually others arrange it, that's the uh, I don't actually arrange it; I just attend it. So many thanks to the devotees who are arranging this festival. It's a big job, no doubt, to arrange it. There are many, many facets to organisation. Uh, thanks to the devotees of Iskan Kazan for welcoming us all here. So I'm organizing such festivals. Well, I've been doing it for many years in Tatarstan and Croatia, and now I'm doing it in various places in India also. Because devotees, uh, the movement's expanding, and devotees, are, people are becoming devotees in various uh, places. So instead of myself trying to run to every town and village. We make one place, and then everyone can come together. So uh, I usually begin these festivals of Shrava and Kirtan Shibir, we call it, a camp, hearing and chanting camp, by singing this song, "Hajjahu Re Mana Shrinam which uh, succinctly or concisely gives the uh, whole essence of Krishna consciousness. On one side is the uselessness of material life described, and the solution which is to take shelter at the fearless lotus feet of Krishna. Please don't sit with your back to the Um And the way to do that is to describe the nine processes of devotional service. Of which the most important are generally stated to be Shravana, Kirtana. Uh, If there is Shravana and Kirtana, then automatically there must be association of devotees also. Well, especially, Shravana means, you know, we have to be with at least one other devotee. And Kirtan, if it's Sankirtan, that means many devotees together. When many devotees come together and chant, that's called sankirtan. Uh, so, yeah, we'll find repeatedly in Shastra that Shravan and Kirtan are mentioned as the most important processes of devotional service, so that's true, we have to accept that as a fact, right? Well, maybe it's not true. Amani Vedanam is the uh, vital principle in devotional service. Without, uh, yeah, Amani Vedanam means offering oneself to Krishna. Without that, Shravan and Kirtan will not actually be Shravan and Kirtan. If we see all the process, the nine processes, shravan means hearing, kirtan means chanting, archanam means worshipping the deity, these are all tangible activities. There are certain things that we do to hear, we have to be alert, to chant, we have to move our lips and tongue. Smaranam is more subtle, but still it's a conscious activity. Of course, on the spontaneous platform, one, without even thinking about it, will remember Krishna, will call out the names of Krishna. But of all the nine processes, Atman it's more a matter of attitude than of any particular activity. So, uh, Shravan Kirtan has stated, please, the men can move forward a little bit. Yeah. so... Um Shravan and Kirtan, they may not lead to the actual result. They might not lead to the actual result. Bahujan Makarej Jodi Shravan Kirtan Tabuta Napai Krishna Padai Premadhan It is possible that even for many lifetimes, one can hear and chant about Krishna, but not attain the result... Of love of Krishna. Uh, if there are offences in chanting and hearing and deity worship and all the other processes, then that will not actually be a proper devotional service, and it will not lead to love of Krishna. So, uh, shravan and kirtan should be that shravan and kirtan which leads to atmanivedanam, or offering oneself to Krishna, or surrendering to Krishna. This uh, surrendering to Krishna means sharanagati, or the, the path of taking shelter of Krishna. So within sharanagati, there are six angas, or parts, of which one is atmanikshepa, uh, which means it's similar to atmanivedana, which means offering oneself to Krishna. But Atmanikshepa, it's even more intense. It, it literally means throwing oneself at Krishna. Bhakti Nautako describes Sharanagati as the, the, uh, the life of the devotees. There can be hearing and chanting and deity worship, but without surrender to Krishna, it doesn't really have life. It's not really bhakti. So it, it's, uh, it's not just a matter of hearing and chanting, but the attitude is essential. Śrīla Prabhupāda writes in his Preference to the Nectar of Instruction that uh, the attitude, advancement in devotional service depends on the attitude of the performer. So the hearing and chanting should be conducive to surrender to Krishna that's why i'm repeatedly saying be careful about how we hear and chant often we think that well if if i enjoy if i feel good about the hearing and chanting then it must be good but what what is we have to see what is the actual purification how much does it uh, bring out the mood of surrender to Krishna. So, as I was saying, we should come off the platform of what I like and what I don't like, and see what does Krishna like, what does Krishna want me to do. This morning I was speaking about devotees who are not steady in following the regulated principles. So, their status in devotional service is clearly not very uh, strong. When such persons try to make a philosophy out of it, that actually it doesn't really matter that you, if you follow all these things, and then it becomes dangerous and misleading. Sometimes they will say that you see, we don't follow all the principles, but we really, ha- we really have ecstatic kirtan. So that proves that because we feel ecstatic in the kirtan, that proves that you don't have to follow the principles. Still, we get ecstasy. Have you heard people make such statements? No, you haven't. No, yeah. I, have. yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I heard. Yeah, so this is typical of the Prakritas Sahajiyas of Bengal and Vrindavan, who they'll have very, very
1: uh, lively
0: kirtans, but they don't think that following regulated principles are very important. So they judge a kirtan according to its musical, uh, how, how nice it is musically, or they judge some lecture on how learned the person is or how much they entertain the listeners. As Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sartako points out, they take their material emotions to be spiritual, and in this way, they pollute the whole understanding of the process of devotional service. Their so-called ecstasy can be understood to be not true spiritual ecstasy, or anything even resembling true spiritual ecstasy. So, shuti smriti Purana, adi pancharatra vithing aikantiki hare bhaktiya utpate devotional service, which does not follow the shastras, is simply a disturbance. It's a disturbance because uh, people who are not in contact with actual devotees, they cannot distinguish between what is actual bhakti and what is not, and newcomers may be misled in Moscow, just on Sunday after the lecture, one newcomer to Krishna consciousness asked me that sometimes some senior devotees tell me that we don't have to follow all the rules. Is it true or is it not? I I answered that such people who say this, they're not devotees at all. They might be, they might have been initiated 15 or 20 years ago and are called senior devotees, but if they don't talk like devotees, if they don't talk or act like devotees, how can they be called devotees? They may be, have tilak and be dressed in a dhoti or a sari, but they cannot properly be called, uh, rightly situated devotees. It's, I, I gave the example that, uh, if you see, uh, you, you might find a piece of glass which is set in a gold ring. You might mistake it for a diamond. Because generally a diamond, brilliant, I think that's called, that is set in a uh, gold ring. But, just because, but it's not necessarily a diamond just because it's set in a gold ring. If it is imitation, just a piece of glass... Then people who are inexperienced, they may think that it's a diamond. But those who are expert, who can analyze, they can understand this is not actually a diamond. It's just imitation. So uh, therefore, we have to, uh, yeah. And so in the same way, a devotee uh, some, or someone may be dressed in tilak and dhoti, but they may, they, uh, they may appear to, they should be a devotee, but actually they're not as Śrīla Bhaktīrāno Thakur says, uh, what is that? Nakai tilak, galai mala shongye ek parea bala. He says that you have tilak on your nose and neck beads on your neck and on your lap you have someone else's wife. Krishna Leela. Krishna Leela. <laughs> Maybe. That's what the Prakrata say. So, uh, we need to understand the science of devotional dis- service to distinguish reality from illusion. It's not that everything that goes in the name of bhakti is bhakti. We should not be naive. Just like sometimes people come newly to Vrindavan and they think that everyone in Vrindavan is a Paramahamsa. And there are people like sharks who live in Vrindavan and they can recognize such people. Yeah. There are people who are like sharks, they're they're some kind of fish that will rip you to pieces. They live in Vrindavan and they recognize such people who've come newly and they're very innocent. And they very quickly, by expert tricks, relieve such newcomers of all their money. So be careful. As the saying goes in English, all that glitters is not gold. Now, apart from people who are not really practicing properly at all, but who are some kind of devotees, there are others who are practicing Krishna consciousness and following all the principles. They are practicing and following the principles and they may attend some namhata and various festivals. And they are happily practicing Krishna consciousness. So that is very nice. To such devotees, we congratulate them and say, now do more. Don't be satisfied only with your own spiritual advancement. See what we can do to serve the mission of Srila Prabhupada and all the Acharyas and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We can serve the mission of Srila Prabhupada in various ways. Srila Prabhupada always stressed that distribution of his books is the most important way to spread Krishna consciousness. So you may think, well, we've heard this before. Good, I'm glad you've heard it before. And go on hearing it and live by it. Everyone can do whatever they can to help in this mission of distributing Srila Prabhupada's books. Giving knowledge to the uh, ignorant public by which they can distinguish reality from illusion. There's so much in illusion, they don't even know that they're in illusion. They think the devotees are in illusion. Look at all those stupid people, they're sitting inside, listening to some religious lecture. They could be down on the, at the river and enjoying themselves. People are suffering, repeated birth and death, because they do not have knowledge of Krishna. So everyone can try, as far as possible, to distribute Śrīla Prabhupāda's books. Actually, these festivals are a good opportunity for me to distribute books. Of course, you'll see my books are available here. Srila so, Prabhupada told me to write books. So I guess he wanted me to uh, distribute them also, at least to the devotees. Where's Bulat? I, I was suggesting to him that he could arrange some CDs of my lectures, recordings also. He's off somewhere else. Well, you. You can write it down on your list. Number 21,743. Thing to do. Uh, Yeah, this is a good opportunity for me to distribute sets of Prabhupada's books. How many of you are devotees living at home? How many among those of you living at home have all of Prabhupada's books in your house? How many of those living at home don't have all of Prabhupada's books in your house? Okay, Smita-Krishna, keep your hand up. Hands up, hands up. We're going to put books in your hand. We have to make sure you get books in the hand. Okay, Smita-Krishna, this, ho- this festival is not a holiday for you. Did you see all the hands? We don't see it hmm? uh, Better to distribute those devotees who are here or to distribute in the city? Right now we're here. We, there are so many devotees who are willing to take the books. Another English saying, charity begins at home. They should all have Prabhupada's books. You don't want to do it. You want to do it? They're already saved. There's no need for them to have Prabhupada's books. He's thinking about it. <laughs> you should all have all of Prabhupada's books in your home. In fact, you should have more than one set so you can distribute to others also. At least in India, we tell all the congregational devotees that when you have to give a wedding gift, give a set of Prabhupada's books. Complete set. Set means complete, yeah. Um, just like I. In India, the people give gifts at Diwali. Also, maybe here at Christmas, is it they give gifts or sometime? Yeah. Yeah. So you can give nice wrapping, and people are looking. I wonder what it is. They'll open it up, and they'll see it's Bhagavad Gita as it is. So devotees often come to me and ask for my blessings. I have no value. I have no power to give blessings, but if I am at all following Prabhupada, and on his behalf I may attempt to give some blessings. So if, if you want my blessings thousands of times, hundreds of thousands of times, take a full set of Prabhupada's books and I'll sign at least one of them. And then the next thing you have to do is read them and take them seriously. There are many, many teachings in Shastra practically unlimited. Even within, even within our Gorya Vaishnav writings, there's so much. In his book, Srila Prabhupada has given us the, the essence of everything we need to know to be fully Krishna conscious. So please read Srila Prabhupada's books, distribute Srila Prabhupada's books. And for those of you who are coming to this festival and don't have a full set of Prabhupada's books, the best gift you can get from this festival Is to leave it with a full set of Srila Prabhupada's books. Now, uh, in India, we make the arrangement that people can take the set. Usually, they don't come with enough money to buy it, but they can take the set and pay in installments. So maybe some arrangement could be made like that. Who's in charge of the book distribution here? Do you think you could organize that? (laughs) it. <laughs> okay, so you see him and see if that can be done. The thing is that we want, to, we want to see these books are distributed. And first of all, our own devotees, they should know what is, they should have these books and know what is in these books. Uh, of course, apart from distributing Srila Prabhupada's books, there are many... Uh, other important activities in the mission of Krishna consciousness. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement is the Sankirtan movement, which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would personally go in public with his devotees and chant the holy names of Krishna so that everyone could be benefited. In Moscow, that one devotee, Krishnadas Kaviraj, he goes out every day with a chanting party. So, as much as possible, everyone should join the Harinam Sankirtan Party. Uh, I was talking about uh, how devotees have difficulty following principles. Uh, This is one of the reasons why Srila Prabhupada was enthusiastic to introduce Varnashram principles in in devotee society that... uh, Srila Prabhupada was very enthusiastic to establish rural communities, farm communities. It's a great endeavor to do so, because everyone's accustomed to all the amenities that are available in modern city life. But we shouldn't take it for granted that Krishna consciousness should be, should be something that we squeeze in, somehow or other, into our busy life of trying to earn money. Um, rather, the natural life of Krishna conscious is to every day have plenty of hearing and chanting about Krishna. So, although the village life that Srila Prabhupada envisaged uh, may not have many of the comforts of modern life, it has the great facility that we can live with devotees and chant Hare Krishna morning and evening. Every single day. In that way we can actually fulfill the purpose of human life. So, uh, to those devotees who are uh, leading pure life at home, chanting Hare Krishna, again I congratulate them. But whatever we are doing, try and do more. See how we can contribute to the mission of Srila Prabhupada and the Acharyas. Uh, as far as possible, preaching of Krishna Consciousness should in every case be as straightforward as possible. That is the value of distributing Srila Prabhupada's books. When we meet people, we may not find that, the, that we ourselves can present Krishna Consciousness. They're not, they're not, they may not be ready to hear, you're not the body, surrender to Krishna. But the book, in the book, in Prabhupada's books, everything is clear and straightforward. And people who are fortunate and sincere will read these books and be affected by them. To uh, hear spiritual knowledge, people have to be submissive. Very few people are submissive enough to hear what devotees need to speak to them. So one way to try to make them submissive is to speak very strongly to them, as Srila Prabhupada often did. Another method we were discussing that this morning is like this indirect preaching where we introduce some topic like Ayurveda or psychology and then people become impressed and they like to hear us. And they have the idea that, well, gradually people will want to hear us and then we can speak to them about Krishna consciousness. So there are various pros and cons of such a process. It's very long and drawn out and there's no guarantee that we can actually bring people to the point of actually wanting to hear about Krishna, they've come for some material benefit, and to change them from the materialistic way of thinking to the uh, spiritual way of thinking is not so easy. So there are pros and cons of such methods of preaching. There are many. There are pros and cons, advantages and disadvantages. or uh, po- Possible, practice. yeah, Okay. The disadvantages can be very dangerous. That our devotees themselves become uh, disoriented from the actual process of Krishna consciousness. But in book distribution, it's all positive. This d- direct presentation of Krishna consciousness. Shall we sing another bhajan? I think you're a little tired, is it? Yeah. It's a little difficult for you to translate. So, what other songs do we have there? Shadigo, Shami, Don't have that? Which ones do you have? Tell me. This is only the first day. What are you going to be like on the fifth day? we will have to carry you out on a stretcher. (laughs) In in Moscow, I was... uh, I, I'm involved in some project to uh, help translate Saraswat Thakur's commentaries on Srimad Bhagavatam. So his his language is legendarily difficult. So for two hours the two of us who are working on this, we were, we were trying we were discussing one word how to translate it. It's like a, a, a word he invented by the end of the day, we were discussing all day, I felt like I needed a stretcher. So I think Sanatana Goswami also needs a mental stretcher. All of a sudden, he's on a full-time translation service. So what songs do you have? What's that? Gauranga okay, Balite and that's Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhupada. Okay, so we can sing Gauranga Balite Habi Pulaka Sharia. Very important song. Pass it around. Uh, I don't usually drink during lectures, but today I will. Please, can I get some water? I need to take some. Ayurvedic medicine. Yeah, this is a very important song actually. Srila Prabhupada com- quotes this whole song and comments it in one purport of Sri Titanya Charitamrita. Herein is given the uh, qualification for entering into and understanding the divine pastimes of Radha and Krishna, which is the goal of life. We should understand what is required to enter into that. It is not cheap. This is a song by Narottam Das. He says that he's hankering for the time when by chanting the name Gauranga, that the hairs on my body will stand in in ecstasy. And that by chanting the name Hari Hari, the tears will flow from our eyes. Srila so Prabhupada commented that this stage is not to be imitated, but it is to be aspired for. So then uh, Narotanda says, when will I attain the mercy of Lord Nityananda? And he defines the attainment of the mercy of Lord Nityananda as being that stage in which to us material desires will seem very insignificant. That is the first symptom of the mercy of Lord Vityananda. Then again he says, uh, giving up sense gratification, the mind will be pure. Then I will be able to see Vrindavan. We should not try to bypass this stage. I will hear about the intimate pastimes of Ratha and Krishna. I will visit so many places in Vrindavan of their pastimes. But first, Narotanda says, there should be uh, purification, free f- fr- from, the, one should be free from the desire for sense gratification. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, <coughs> when one is actually free from the desire for sense gratification, one can see Vrindavan, one is qualified to study the books of the Acharyas. Rupa, Ragunath, and all the previous Acharyas so, Then Rupa, one Raghunath. can yeah, then one can actually understand the loving affairs of Ratha and Krishna. Then uh, Narottamdas says, keeping my hopes at the lotus feet of Rupa and Ragunath, uh, Narottamdas is always praying in this way. Okay, we're all ready to sing? Can play this beat?